0: Computer, initialize HollowSuite.
1: HollowSuite Media.
2: see what the future holds.
0: Welcome, listeners. We are gathered here today <laughs> to witness the recording of this podcast, What the Future Holds, your Star Trek Discovery podcast on Holosuite Media. I am one of your hosts for this evening, or this morning, or this afternoon, or whenever you're listening to this. I am Brandi Jackala with... <laughs> I was doing so well, and then I fucked it all up. <laughs> and with me always is my husband, Dave. Dave, tell the folks how you are.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I'm doing okay, I suppose, under the circumstances.
0: I could have started it like a sacrament meeting, but I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> you
1: almost did. You're yeah, gathered like, here today.
3: Is it a funeral? Is it a wedding? Is it communion?
0: You'll, you'll never know, will you? Because I abandoned the bit. <laughs>
1: A binding so, ceremony.
0: Yep, there we go. It's a binding ceremony. Like in the original Battlestar Galactica when they were bound for time and all eternity, which is actually something that Mormons do.
1: So. Yep. Because <laughs> Larson is a Mormon. Yep. Knight Rider, Battlestar Galactica. Well, what Battlestar else Galactica do you do?
0: just had so Chronoman. many Mormon things in it. It's just so many. I mean, it was just. <laughs> and it was all taken from mormon myth it was just mm-hmm. crazy he changed words a little bit here and there yeah. but other than like, that was it
1: Colob like, instead of Cobalt or something it, like that yep yeah,
0: it's the lords yeah. of Cobalt in battlestar
3: galactica mm-hmm. did and, they do like but, a moroni thing moroni and uh,
0: they didn't really do moroni but there was definitely a thing about angels mm-hmm. um and in fact, being raised from the dead, that did happen with being angels a lost tribe
1: and all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Lost tribe, the lost tribe of uh, humans, which they're trying to find earth and the quorum of the 12 that was mm-hmm. the ruling body of the tw- the colonies, the 12 colonies. Anyway, sorry. Um, we have another host, of course, Chris, darling, Chris, I hijacked your introduction. I'm so sorry. How Hi, are Jack. You? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Jack,
3: Airpl- little airplane.
1: Hi, little Jack. Airplane Hi, Jack. Shirley, surely, surely you just. can't be serious. I am serious. I am serious, and don't, don't call, me call me Shirley. Shirley.
3: <laughs> Picked oh, a, a wrong,
1: wrong week to stop sniffing glue.
3: <laughs> you know, there's some though. There's some jokes there now that just don't yeah. fly anymore. Oh yeah, pun mm-hmm. intended.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it was the eighties. Mm-hmm. casual racism was all the rage
0: yep sure was sure mm-hmm. was so chris how are you really
1: <laughs> really i'm good
0: good i'm so glad
3: yeah so glad
0: so it's that time we're gonna talk about the season finale of star trek discovery but first we have something that i meant to have us share with the public a few weeks ago Who is was sharing time And I biffed it, I just uh, totally biffed it. And for, well, it's not so much that I forgot about it, I remembered it just as soon as we were done. It's like I would remember right before we started and then we'd get into a discussion and then I'd forget. But we had a review.
3: We did, we did have a review. And it came out on December 16th, the day before my birthday. And it's a five star rating.
0: Yes, thank you.
3: And their title of the review is Brandy for President
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> by Trek Prof. She is embarrassed. Tre- I mean, I'll I'd I'd vote for you. I appreciate that. I appreciate Trek Prof that. says, I love this podcast. I always feel like I am eavesdropping on three friends talking about Trek. I love when Brandy connects Trek with contemporary issues. And I always think I wish she would run for public office. I'd vote for her. She <laughs> is intelligent and compassionate. When she cries, I cry. When she laughs, I laugh. Her laugh is magnificent. Thank you. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> what a great review. Oh, it's so, so good? kind and accurate. Yeah.
0: The problem is, though, is I would not survive running for public office. I I do not have a thick skin at all. (laughs) I am not suited to that at all. Now, if this were a true democracy, the way the Greeks did it, everybody would have to take a turn, and I'd get my day in the sun just like everyone else. But Hmm. we're not a true democracy. We are kind of a democracy. Well,
1: representative democracy.
3: Sometimes yeah. people don't like that, and they we're a constitutional
1: you know. republic.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, it's being uh, a fly guy there. Then follow the laws of the constitution.
1: Yeah, you know, right. a constitutional republic where you uh, vote for your representative mm-hmm. in a democracy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: and then they certify those votes and and put them into office just like yeah. the people want. Yeah, yeah. Novel concept. Yes. I know,
0: really. Why don't we try that?
3: Yeah, instead of instead of riots to try and hold on to white supremacy, maybe.
0: Hmm? Oh maybe. snap, yeah, we went there, folks. We, we went did. there. We did. It is fresh in our minds because this is literally the day after this the, the, day the after. riot.
1: Oh yes. So. White riot. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, it's the name of a class song.
0: <laughs> okay. You're right. I forgot. Oh mm-hmm. my god. You're right. <laughs> Yeah. So thank you so much, Trek Prof. Um, yes. Thank you for listening. And thank you for not being annoyed by my laugh. My laugh is either some people love it or they absolutely hate it. There is no middle ground. I love it. Well, thank you. Because I I've, I've always felt it was very obnoxious. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, that's probably because people would get angry at me when I laughed boisterously. And I really don't have any other way to laugh.
3: I've experienced that too just how I laugh so did you ever try and stifle it because of that yes yeah
0: for a long time actually I remember
3: like in college a long time ago I went out on a date with this guy like one date maybe two and then we ran into each other unexpectedly actually at an improv show in San Antonio Texas And he was sitting behind me with some friends, and there was some weird thing. Like, it was a little awkward because I don't know if it was like he didn't call me back or whatever. But I remember we talked about it briefly after that, perhaps at the improv show and afterwards or something. And he was like, Oh, I just, you know, I just thought you were kind of a dork.
1: (laughs) Well, you're on a Star Trek podcast. I'm like, (laughs) You
3: know, you're not. Wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <And laughs> that's you know, a good
1: thing, actually.
3: If if this kind of dark ain't for you, then please yeah. keep walking. Thank you for not yeah. calling back.
1: And now I just have in my mind what Texas Improv might be like. They were good. I can't yeah.
3: remember the name, but but they were really good. We, me, and my friends would go for a little while. You could, it was like BYOB, so we. It was like really really late on a Saturday night, like at midnight maybe. Maybe they had two shows. It was it was yeah. hot for a little while. I don't know if they're still around.
0: Well, probably not because theaters are not really open.
1: (laughs) Give me a location, the Alamo.
3: Well, it is Texas. Yep. (laughs) Mm.
1: Profession cattle rancher. (laughs) Mm. I know, I
0: think they probably are more diverse than that. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, yeah. wow! if that's how we're going to start this, then I am in trouble.
3: It was really hipstery. They were like kind of oh, hipstery. Yeah. You know, they were like improv folk, uh-huh. you know, they were cool. Oh, yeah. and, and not, theater all kids. Improv,
0: not all improv folk are hipsters.
3: <laughs> I don't even really I know
0: say what that, that means anymore. I, I say that as improv folk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am definitely
1: <laughs> not a hipster.
0: I have never been hip or cool in my entire life, and I am proud of that.
1: Zip zap zop, oh god! Tic
0: tac toe, mm-hmm. Kentucky Fried yes, Chicken, and <laughs> it's it's a game you play. Zip zap zop,
1: a warm up game. It's warm. I know.
3: Game. I'm a theater for kid. Those, for mm-hmm.
0: those who don't know, for the listeners who don't know,
3: okay, maybe Trek Prof didn't know. Yeah, oh, maybe they
0: do, no and maybe and maybe they did. I don't know if they're male or female or non-binary. No idea. Uh, but thank you again. Yeah, thank you That's for the review. Very kind. I'm I'm not used to people saying nice things about me in reviews. <laughs> I've had uh, I've had some reviews in my time that were um, yeah not nice.
3: Which, wasn't there what like someone like wrote a review that was like your voice is grating or something like that? My voice like is
0: grating. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm terrible. My voice is grating, my laugh is annoying. Uh, Mm -hmm. there was also one that was, uh, I didn't know Trek (laughs) and (laughs) yeah, uh, so that, that was fun. And yeah, there were like three different reviews that were very against, they were very anti-brandy and I just, I just thought, what am I doing wrong? Oh, right. I'm a woman who likes Star Trek. Mm -hmm.
3: Well they to be fair, when you were doing the Edge with Liam on Discovery Season two, they didn't like his homosexual fantasies either, so
0: yeah, well, and the other two bad reviews happened when I was on Warp Five, so my guess is that it seemed like they were all from males, and so i'm i it, I kind of just feel like uh shocking nobody likes a woman who knows her Star Trek and has been watching literally since birth, so. Sorry. Sorry that you don't like it, that I know more about Trek than you do. (laughs) (laughs) Because honestly, when someone says stuff like that, I just think, oh, so you're the one who doesn't know Trek. You're Mm -hmm. the one with the grating voice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Classic (laughs) case of projection. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the time, it's just straight up projection, y'all. Yeah. So I'm... I'm avoiding the issue. We've got to talk about the season finale, and I can guarantee you I'm going
3: to cry as a am Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, <sighs> I'm i just going to say that I I was like not emotional when I started watching the episode, and I was just like, okay, I'm just going to watch the episode. I'm sure I'm going to love it. And then that's it. Season three is in the can. I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm just going to enjoy it. And then they freaking made me cry. Mm-hmm. A couple times.
0: Oh, they made me cry more than a couple of times. They caught me unawares. So much crying. So much crying. I I was doing okay. Like, I was tense. And I was yes. doing okay until we are, uh, until Adira shows up on the, sh- on the ship, on Sukal's ship, in the holodeck program. And Gray comes up beside her. And you can see Gray.
3: Oh my God! I know, and Gray's a Vulcan. Gray's a Vulcan. I know he—he
0: he looks great as a Vulcan. A he does. Vulcan. <laughs> I loved the hair. It's mm-hmm. just like it. Just it. Just all worked. It works. It all worked. And the thing is, is that it the Hollow Program recognized Gray as a life form, which proves my theory that I have spouted since Gray showed up that he is not just memories. It's not just Adira thinking of him that has made him manifest. There is something else going on there. Mm -hmm. He is there. Right. I don't know whether it's considered out of phase or what, but the holodeck program recognized him and gave him an altered appearance.
1: It seems like a leitmotif with Discovery that Death isn't final, mm. and the mycelial networks part of that too is that the whole link between you know fungus and life and death is that you know a, a mushroom will grow out of a de- decomposing you know corpse to become life itself. Yeah, and so it's just life changing forms, and nothing ever is created or destroyed; just changes. Right.
0: Well, isn't that? How energy works—it cannot be created or destroyed; only yeah. mm-hmm. changed. In that's form. what
1: Stamet said about about Cobert: is that his energy was transferred over into the mycelial network. He didn't die; he was just moved over. And well, well, he did die. Well, yeah. he was—he was, he was but his accidentally energy, his life transferred. Force yeah, was was transformed. Yeah.
0: It was, he was basically sent there accidentally by Stamets.
3: Through the tear. Yep. yep. So. Hey, and then I really liked how, like, it finally made sense to me. I'm like, oh, you know, how people were talking about, oh, well, why why didn't, like, he's, Sukal is a Kelpian. Why did they change Saru's appearance? They're humans. Why did they make, you know, whatever? And I'm like, oh, well, the program's malfunctioning as f- f- hell, all hell, you know? So, like, it's all malfunctioning. It doesn't really know fully what it's doing. It's all gone cattywampus.
0: Yeah, it's breaking down because mm-hmm. the uh, the radiation is has been steadily leaking into the ship for decades because the burn happened, like, what, about 120 years ago? Mm-hmm. So the radiation was leaking in before that, and... Has been this entire time, and it's been systematically corrupting and breaking down this hollow program. This massive, massive hollow program.
3: Those wounds were rowdy,
1: they They were gross. They were, they
0: made me hurt. Yeah, but they were very realistic at the same time. That's probably what made me hurt.
1: Reminds me of the days of roller skating when you get blood blisters and they open.
3: Gross,
1: nasty, and and then you just have this. Like bit of new skin, where like uh, the cluster worn away.
0: You're making me hurt so much.
1: Yeah, It's giving me
0: traumatic memories. Yeah. Oh,
1: ugh. Having my feet look like that.
0: Ugh.
3: ugh.
1: Ew. Nasty. Uh.
0: Nasty. <laughs> but yeah, I imagine those lesions hurt quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, so there's so much that happens in this episode because we have yeah. A, Osira and her weird accent all over the place oh, doing her my, this thing. This was the worst one. It was. Wasn't I was it?
3: like, uh, the A's. <laughs> it's the A's and the R's. That's where yeah, I mean, the R's like, are really bad. It's like uh, so, oh, so bad. And and the thing is, she's a good actor. Like, oh, I love. She's great. She's
1: really good. Yeah.
3: What is going on with the yeah, accent? If she
1: just chose a way to perform and stuck to it, it was just consistent. So I kind of head cannoned it.
0: Okay, she. Okay. Chris's head cannoned it. Let's hear it.
1: So,
3: since everyone is so displaced across the universe, she's been all over the place, and probably as a child, she lived in many different areas and was thrown around. So I think maybe she just was exposed to so many different accents all over the place that it just kind of became part of how she talks.
0: Well, I would buy that <laughs> if she if she said the same words the same way every right. time, yeah. but she doesn't. She she says the word here three different ways in the episode prior to this, you know, because she, when she's talking to Vance, she says there's a deal to be made here, but she says there's yeah. a deal to be made here
2: right yeah. and then she changes no. it.
0: and then she's on discovery and they're trying to escape from the federation and she's saying get us out of here make a choice i i, I just don't understand that part of the performance i, I don't, don't either. get it and it takes me out yes of the performance which is frustrating
3: i literally cringed a couple times this episode and
0: so did i yeah. and i just you know i i have no problem With Janet Kidder, I I think she I think her performance, aside from the accent, was fantastic. But Mm -hmm. the accent was so distracting, I couldn't fully settle into it. You know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Eddie Izzard has a bit about James Bond being in this car with the villain and not having the uh, the ejector seat work. And the villain has an accent, and while Eddie's telling this joke, the accent keeps varying and makes a bit about it, of you know, varying from different accents, in different regions, and then it turns out that the guy has this implant in his mouth that's <laughs> all is... spy tech. Oh, cool! So that you could make different kind of accents, but it's I not stuck use. on shop demonstration and you can't get it fixed, so we have to talk like this. Yes,
0: yeah, so I could do the accent, I wish.
1: Where exactly are you from, by the way?
3: <laughs> I am not telling you nothing, Mr. Bend. <laughs> oh, I am an agent of Spockter. I am an agent worked for Mr. Blefeld. I have a voice synthesizer passed in me through it can do in an accent, I watched it in. Unfortunately, I have lost the instructions at the meeting. And the synthesizer is stuck on shop demonstration. So I cannot speak exactly as I wish i on And I thought about you, Brandy, because I know how much you like Eddie. Oh, the news from, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Eddies. I I can't remember if she said she's trans or if she's saying uh that her pronouns are just she, her, and she's just she she feels like she's it's she's it right as a woman or something like that. I couldn't remember what exactly. I thought that was cool.
0: Well, I yeah, it's honestly, it's not a problem for me. Never has been. Never will be.
3: No, I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And I and I never really questioned When she went to Zahi, I was like, oh, like the dress looks, the dress, the way that they dressed was like amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It always just looked right.
0: There was one, uh, it was on her website a while back where it was a set of Christmas cards with her on it and she was in a Santa hat and a big fluffy white (laughs) collar and oh my God, she looked so beautiful. I mean, the makeup was perfect the The smile was perfect, and anyone on the planet would have looked at that and thought that that was most definitely a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, she has better makeup than <laughs> no. makeup most most professionals. <laughs> oh <laughs> in yeah, the definitely. But that's
3: she's been like that for decades. Like that's oh, nothing new. Mm-hmm.
0: No, it's nothing new at yeah. all. And the thing that I don't get is, I, how does she keep the lipstick on? She's talking for like two hours and the lipstick remains absolutely pristine and perfect. And I don't, I want to know how to do that
1: because I can't do that. And how does she do pantomime and heels?
0: Very well, actually.
1: She always has the best heels. Very physical bits in her comedy and
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So, and, and right now she's running a bunch of marathons on a treadmill. To raise money for various organizations. Mm -hmm. And because before the lockdowns started happening, uh, she would do a bunch of marathons. She would do like, I I can't even remember how many she did last time. It was like a ridiculous number, like over 30 marathons.
3: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it just blew my mind. And she just kept going and going and going. And I thought... You're doing another marathon? How? How do you do this? And That's he's awesome. been doing live appearances on Facebook while running on the treadmill <laughs> during the 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 marathon that he, she's doing and it'll usually it would have been through you know in a in a specific country or what have you and so she has like these screens up with scenes from where she could be like <laughs> this one's in brazil and <laughs> this one's in rome it's like rome, a peloton and, yeah kind of like that exactly That's and cool. she's she's talking while running on the treadmill i'm like how
3: i used to sing when i was on the treadmill
0: I can barely breathe when I'm on a train. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, let's not talk about the accent anymore and no. just talk about everything else because yes. I've made my feelings very clear on the accent. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I need to keep harping on it.
1: So, how about the source of the burn?
0: Okay. You know, uh, I figured that there was a scientific explanation for this. Right. And so, I was waiting for that. And I love that it was Culber and Adira figuring it out together because Culber couldn't do any scans and so he couldn't be sure. And so he's saying what he thinks to Adira and they're saying, oh, well, doesn't subspace, doesn't dilithium have a subspace component? And so now th- there's a reason why a child having a breakdown could cause the burn because this child's dna was changed while in the womb and when he was born and started living his life on that ship he he couldn't possibly have known that he could now imitate the same frequency as the subspace in dilithium how could he know that he could do that right Why would anyone know that he could do that? Yeah. And there'd never really been a problem until, as I said in an earlier episode, that this would be the trigger, his mother died. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, points for Brandy.
3: Points for Brandy. (laughs) Again.
0: (laughs) I called that one.
3: You don't know your trick. (laughs)
0: No, I don't know Trek at all. I don't, I don't know canon. I don't understand anything about it at all. Yeah. So honestly, it, it made sense to me as far as Star Trek science goes. And I think the thing that we have to remember is we're dealing in a lot of cases with the fiction of science fiction. They have invented things that do not exist or maybe they do exist but not on our planet etc they're they're dealing with things that they have created and they have created the rules for these things and so I don't find it to be wonky science when they're working within the world of rules that they created Mm
1: -hmm. as long as they establish their own rules and live by them that's the important thing is mm-hmm. that it's consistent.
3: Yeah, it's totally in line with everything we've seen in Star Trek for explanations for shit since the 60s. Like, it, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like, it's it's a Star Trek way of of explaining something like that. And it, it makes sense in the universe. Mm-hmm. And I have zero problems with it. I think it's cool. I think it's really creative, actually.
0: Yeah, it is very creative. And Sukal, when he finds out that he really was the cause of the burn after yeah. he sees the video... Of, or the hollow, I should say, of his mother dying, which I was just crying through that whole damn thing. Oh, you guys. So hard. When Brandy cries.
1: I like the parallel to the fairy tale of the old Kelpian yes. story of having to face your fear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that fear being. Seeing his mother die and being left alone, and his fear and grief and the intensity of that fear and grief that caused the burn and there's something mythological about that there's something very fairy tale about that, and I like that they put this this sentient face on the burn and not just have it be some attack or some terrorist activity or something like that that it was a child's fear and grief that created this disconnection between, you know, the Federation of all all these different planets, all these different worlds. That his own loneliness caused a separation between so many different civilizations.
3: Yeah, it's like it's it's a very Greek tragedy yeah. type of situation.
0: Yeah. And he was so young and so traumatized that he blocked out the memory of Mm. his mother's death.
1: And there's genuine guilt and perhaps even shame for being responsible Mm -hmm. and not even knowing how you could fix that, but at least try.
0: Well, and that's the thing. He said that he wanted to help rebuild if, you know, if he could. Mm. And Saru's like, you can, but... It wasn't your fault. You couldn't have known.
1: Right. I mean, imagine not being, you know, not knowing that you're responsible for something, not even being able to control it because of your age and your emotional standing at the time, and still taking accountability for it, still assuming responsibility for something that, understandably, you could not control at the time. And how different that is than a lot of people that should be more mature,
2: mm-hmm, yeah, I
3: was just thinking he like clearly from when we first met him he had he has had a lot of issues, like he's obviously a person that has grown up from the seeds of trauma mm-hmm and p t s d and all of that, and that has created his persona of where he was at the time that that is what he became from from those events Mm -hmm. you know not just the mother the family dying not being around organic life and being raised by hollows and in a world that makes no sense and being afraid of the outside world and then to find that out on top of it i was like oh no this this poor guy like it's just mm-hmm. like one thing after another, you know. How is he going to ha- I was I was I you know, I really felt for him when when he found out.
1: And you could sense a little bit of anger every once in a while, like why didn't the federation come? Mm-hmm. Why did it take this long? And there's a difference between wanting and doing.
0: Mhm. Yeah, it, th- Bill Irwin was magnificent as sukal Mm -hmm. just really really well done it's really hard to play someone that has a lot of childlike tendencies but has obviously been around for at least 125 years ish because it Mm -hmm. seemed like sukal was maybe like around five six when his mother passed And what it seems like to me, although it's not explicitly stated, uh, just from the dialogue of when they were watching the hollow of his mother dying, and she she says to him, I told you never to turn off the hollow program, which means that she had already put him in the hollow program so that he would not see his family dying, so that he would not see her dying. And he was never supposed to turn it off, but for whatever reason he did, and that's when he saw the truth. He saw all of his family lying dead, and his mother dying, and then she dies. Of course, he's gonna be completely traumatized. Who wouldn't be?
3: Yeah, all the body bags and everything. I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, the dusted, you know, oh, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So she she had put him in the hollow program before her death, obviously, and. I think that it was her intent for him to never know that she had
1: passed. It's hard to say, but
0: uh yeah,
1: it's another great child actor too mm-hmm. that uh discovery's really doing very well with its child actors yeah
0: they are they are knocking it out of the park. There haven't been that many childs childs
1: <laughs> childs.
0: I told you guys Ch- I was really children, out of it. Children. They haven't been uh, children. children. Kinder. There haven't been um, that many ankle biters in uh, <laughs> Discovery, but when we have had ankle biters, they have been exceptional. So, yep. so I appreciate well that.
3: You guys, Young Sukal, uh-huh. not a child actor.
1: Oh, not. It's wow. David
3: Benjamin Tomlinson. No, you're yeah. shitting It's me. Linus and the beetlejuice and guy from the season premiere. Oh, my
1: God. They must have done, like, forced pers- perspective or something. Yeah, it looked a little... Wow. 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 No wonder we got that fantastic expression. It's, it's David, David Benjamin Thomas. eyes are insane. Holy crap.
3: Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. I love that man.
0: I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> I, oh, man.
3: Andy Circus, move over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David Benjamin Thomason is tall. He's mm-hmm.
0: really tall. Yeah. Really
2: wow, tall. I wouldn't have they would known that if you didn't couple. look it up. That's
1: amazing. Thank you
0: for looking that up. Yeah, yeah. I had to know. Wow, you heard I mean, it here, folks. Mind
1: blown. <laughs> Somebody can just act through makeup, much like uh, Doug Jones can. Mm-hmm. But well, oh, Doug yeah. Jones has
0: been doing that his entire yeah. career, and he's a master of it, And yeah. so it was so, it was so wonderful to me to see him as a human and still see all of the little quirks that made him Saru without the makeup on. Yeah. But I was also really happy to see him as Saru again. Yeah, me when too. When they turned off the holo program and I'm just like, I got emotional that time too. <laughs>
1: okay that makes no much sense now because there's no way a kid would be into makeup for that long yeah i mean that's insanity yeah so yeah get a adult actor to perform it that was cool
0: mm-hmm. well and to be fair in case i wasn't explicit enough i fully accept the explanation for the bird Yes, There's a scientific reason behind it. Mm-hmm. It's more than just a child having a tantrum, et cetera. So there. But even I, though I
1: it that. is a child having a tantrum, I like that, too. Yeah. I like that it can be both.
3: Also, I think that The Burn, yes, The Burn is like the big mystery of the season, but it's not what the whole season is about. Right. Like, there's a lot of other things going on, too. So... I feel like everyone – and, you know, yes, it was set up in a very big, mysterious way, and we tended to really focus on that so much, you know, that it perhaps the explanation just disappointed a lot of people because it wasn't this gigantic, huge, dramatic, you know. But but I don't I, – I accept it. It doesn't bother me. I like it.
1: Well, we get this coda from Gene Roddenberry himself, about connectivity, about reaching out and connecting some to people. And it reminds me of this podcast, is that if you can reach out and you can genuinely connect with at least two other people, then you have achieved something. And And that's just that last title card pretty much described what this whole season was about, was about being disconnected and reconnecting. It's about the Federation being splintered and trying to find itself again. I will say that I was wrong. There wasn't a
3: big, gigantic, crazy cliffhanger. So I didn't get the big,
1: you know. Oh, well. Well, we got a nice wrap up and we got basically Michael as captain of the Discovery. Oh, my God.
0: I have feelings about that.
3: I have feelings.
1: (laughs) I want to know your feelings.
0: Well, okay. It's, It's kind of bittersweet for me because uh we're and we're skipping around. we're not doing this linearly because we oh, no. never do we yeah. never do we never do. It's yeah. too hard, and it's boring to do it that way <laughs> so uh when the regulators are gone and they have control of discovery again, and Michael has summoned everyone to the bridge until he gets there, and michael says uh we have we have an idea." And Tilly just says, then implement it. And she's like, but and she says, no, no, we need you to lead us. You. That bothered me the first time. Oh. That bothered me the first time because I thought, no, you are still in command. Don't just throw it away. And, but then when I saw it the second time, I thought, No. That isn't what she was doing. She wasn't giving up. It wasn't about giving up. It was about Michael being the leadership they needed at that moment. She was wise enough to recognize it. And then she said, and if it helps, I'll, it's an order. Yeah. So she ordered it. Yeah. So I felt a lot better about it the second time through than I did the first time. Because the first time, that really just didn't sit right with me but the second time now that i wasn't worrying about what was going to happen next because i'd seen it once i had a completely different feeling about it
1: so because you're talking to me earlier about thinking that tilly had given up and i thought you meant about when the life support system was shut oh, off no 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 because I looked at that as a moment of great sacrifice because, oh, yeah. well, talks about how she could hold her breath for like 10 minutes diving oh, she, for whatever.
0: She said, I could hold my breath for at least 10 minutes at by the time months. I was 10 or something yeah. like that. Because yeah. And the, they used to go diving. They used to go free diving.
3: For, uh, what was it?
0: I can't remember.
1: Uh, yeah, I can't remember either.
3: Uh, oh, gosh. And I know the term. I know those creatures. Uh, oh, well. Anyway. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah anyway Um, so yeah that's not what i meant at all i never saw that as giving up but i'll tell you this about that scene is that i started to have a traumatic reaction to the loss of oxygen because i was suddenly back in 2015 january 2015 having pneumonia but not knowing that i had pneumonia and I couldn't walk more than a few steps without gasping for air. And it was terrifying because I couldn't catch my breath. Even when I was just sitting still, I couldn't catch my breath. And I started to feel that again while I'm watching this scene the second time. The first time, not so much. But this time, uh, it was really hard. It was really hard on me. And I I actually started feeling short of breath because i was in that mode again of i mm-hmm. can't get enough air
3: that's the worst because i mean i know we're both asthmatic so like yeah. and i've had pneumonia a few times as an adult and it's like the scariest thing when your inhalers don't work your nebulizer doesn't work like it's like you cannot breathe and any type of movement completely labors your breathing it's awful yeah.
0: I didn't. I didn't lay down to sleep for three straight weeks because I couldn't breathe if I was even remotely reclined. It was so bad. In fact, just thinking about it right now, my chest is getting <laughs> tight. And I know it's psychosomatic, but that doesn't make mm-hmm. it any less frightening.
3: With psychosomatic symptoms, yeah, difficult to endure, <laughs> affecting the upper respiratory tract. Little guys and dolls for y'all. Oh. Little Adelaide's lament.
0: Oh, yeah. Anyway. I uh, I used to like that show, and then I was in it, and I can't, I can't stand <laughs> it now. <laughs> so
1: It was smart of them, though, to give OO the oxygen and, oh, yeah. and the magnetic bomb to go off and separate the nacelle, because, mm-hmm. yeah, she was the best chance they had.
0: Yep. And that's why Tilly said, you're the one that has to do it
1: was a noble sacrifice.
3: I have a question about the end for Brandy. Okay. I want to know what you think, because compared to what you said at the beginning of this season, what did you think about seeing the Discovery crew in the new uniforms?
0: didn't like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't like
1: it. She did notice that Tilly's in blue. Yes. She's a science officer, and she's probably the chief science officer. She's Ooh. Michael Spock
0: mm-hmm
2: oh. which made
1: me first feel officer so much better. science officer so
3: she's number one mm-hmm. she's got to be number one for no. sure she's, she's
0: at this she's at the same station that saru was at
1: before uh, he was captain yeah. and when michael asks what's what it's tilly that answers she's got mm-hmm. the itinerary and everything that's going on she's doing first officer duties i love
3: seeing tilly in in science
1: in that science color, though, mm-hmm.
3: that's mm-hmm. that's that's my color. I mean, as a ginger, that's the color I want to be wearing.
0: <laughs> same, <laughs> same.
1: Yeah, I don't like the gray. I like it's it. It's Kind of bland. And I, I I like gray as a color. It's just, I mean, S- Star Trek. I'm used to having it be really colorful.
3: Well, the dark, dark, really dark, like the black, really yeah. make pops makes the colors pop more.
0: I will say this. I'm sure that the uniforms will grow on me. Right now, uh they they're not fully working for me, but like I said, it's going to be something that grows on me because I didn't really I wasn't really in love with the disco uniforms when I started watching Discovery. I wasn't 100% on board with those then. Yeah. And they grew on me very quickly. Right. So I'm sure that in season 4, that I'm going to learn to appreciate them.
1: I'm sure you will. Yeah. There's something hotel service staff of the future about them.
3: It's because it's got the little, t- like the little flared, like it's a little bit longer. It's like a smock oh. sort of situation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's
0: like the dress uniforms from G. Uh-huh.
3: uh-huh. Hmm.
0: Anyway, <laughs> I, 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 I don't hate them, but I don't love them. <laughs>
3: I really, yeah. I really like them a lot. Wow. Uh, well,
0: like I said, I'll warm up to them. It'll just, it'll yeah. just take some time and exposure. But right now, I'm just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> I miss the disco uniforms. However, it is really jarring whenever they're on, you know, at the st- the station and Starfleet slash Federation headquarters, and everybody's wearing the gray uniforms. And then here comes someone in a disco uniform. Right, it's like, oh, that does look out of place. Yeah. So.
1: Who's our new person?
0: Who's Ina? What the H? Where did she Who, come from? Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> Is she their new security chief? Because as far as I know, they never hired a new one after Nan left. Yeah. And
3: where was um Ariam humanoid humanized Nilsson? nelson Nils- Nils- Where's Nilsson Nils- Nils- been Nils- the last few years Where episodes? was
0: Nilsson? Yeah, where was Nilsson?
2: Is
3: there a where story know
0: until the very end? I just well,
3: I'm glad that they made time to get Tig in for at least a couple moments. Yeah. You know, she clearly wasn't available <laughs> yeah, before.
0: Well, yeah. And that's that's fine. They, they yeah. wrapped up shooting, like, in January of 2020. So, like, right before everything went to hell. So they were very lucky on that front. Um, but, yeah, I was just like, why is this person here? And why have we never... Why have they never had speaking lines before?
1: <laughs> yeah, and got more speaking lines than Dilsen had for episodes and episodes and episodes. Mm, yeah, there's got to be a story there. Yeah. yeah. It's weird.
0: I I just don't know. It's very curious. So yeah. is this um, person.
3: Sahil is back. And he's... Yes, that
1: was great. He, he, is, a, he is an
3: officer now.
0: Mm-hmm, lieutenant.
1: Yeah. And I love that he did the... The Hindu hands together. Oh yeah! Which somebody told me that that's praying to the divinity in the other person. Oh, oh wow! Well. So it's a really lovely gesture of oh. salute. It's like you're like nice just recognizing the divinity of the person you're talking to. That is oh, painful.
3: I love. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. I know it's a
1: lovely, lovely thing.
0: Oh, that makes me cry even I'm, more. I love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know somebody told me that it's like that. Everybody should greet each other. It's like the novice day thing, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just little hands together and just recognize that the other person you're talking to is holy.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: We should all do that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, let's do that.
3: Although there's some people that would be like, it'd be really hard for me to do that. (laughs) Well, you don't have to do it to
0: everybody. Just (laughs) the people who deserve it. (laughs)
1: And we got the Vulcan salute anyway. So. And then over
3: the heart afterwards, the Vulcan mm-hmm. salute, and then she put her hand over the heart. I loved yep. it. It was good to see her again. I can't remember her name. Yeah. Something uh, with an apostrophe. It means Tarina. Trina. Tarina, yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, I I loved seeing Tarina again. And um, the head of the trail, I can't remember her name. <gasps> yeah, oh.
3: From, oh, from Schitt's Creek. Ronnie from <laughs> Schitt's Creek, and I can't remember her real name. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and they said that Trill rejoined, which I thought was cute. But yeah. then that meant that Trill was in the Federation at some point. Mm-hmm. That's news, right? Right.
1: We didn't know yeah. that in Forget Me Not.
3: No, we did not.
1: That's very we cool. And how about Vance's story about his his wife and daughter. I have to learn a little bit more about Vance. So yeah. What's your thoughts?
0: Well, he's talking about his daughter and how, when she was learning math, she refused to use numbers and drew pictures instead. That is synesthesia. Oh yeah. And I am surprised that the, I love that they put that into Star Trek, but I am surprised that in the 32nd century, they wouldn't know about synesthesia because we know Mm. about it
1: now. Yep. Because I had somebody tell me that uh, if you're the type of person that looks at your belly when you're listening to people, that's a sign of synesthesia because you're feeling the words that are coming to you. If you look at your belly? Yeah, yeah. if you look down at your belly when somebody's talking to you instead of looking at their eyes. And so some people get really mad if you don't have eye contact when they're talking to you. But people that might look down at their belly while you're talking to them, they're listening, but they're listening in a very... A physical manner it's like they're bodily listening to you it's like their body itself is listening to you
0: yeah last year i think it was on the well podcast which is anson mountain brandon edgins and if you're not listening to it why the fuck aren't you <laughs> um it's great uh he they interviewed a woman who has synesthesia and her particular form of synesthesia is that everything can be expressed in color Oh yeah, like sound has a color. So she she can hear colors, and she makes paintings of songs. So you give her a song, and she will make a painting of what colors she hears. Yep, in the that's song. a real thing. It I, is a real thing. Ever mm-hmm. since
3: I was a kid, at, at the piano playing in certain keys. Every different keys have different colors, and I can I can see them. I can see the color of the keys that I'm playing in, at the piano. Like I I can see them. Like G minor is like a greenish, uh, a light greenish kind of color. B flat is like bluish and can sometimes purple. And like I can I can see the the colors of the keys. It's oh, crazy. That is super cool. Yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't. It I I've never really. Experienced it just listening to music because I don't have perfect pitch. So I can't, I have relative pitch, but I can't always tell what key
1: a song is in just by listening to it. Mm, so it amazes me know. the people that can. Uh, there's yeah. a podcast I listened to way back when called Down in Front. It used to be called, no, it used to be called Down in Front. Then it was What Are You Doing Movie. And they kept having these offshoots, and one of them was about sound scores. And the guy they got on who is a musician could just in a moment take like a film score and change the composition of it or um what is it when you just change something to like a different key or whatever? Transpose. Uh-huh. Yeah, transpose uh-huh. or turn it into a different genre. Uh, that, like take the arranging. Indiana Jones yeah. theme and, and arrange it for for like a minor instead of a major key. Oh, yeah.
3: Just in a moment. I do that stuff all the time.
1: Yeah, that's super cool.
3: Yeah, as a kid, I used to do that. It just it's It comes in handy as an arranger professionally. Yeah,
1: yeah that's fun.
0: Yeah, I don't have any of those things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can noodle on a guitar, kind of.
0: <laughs> well, no, it's not that. It's just that I don't have any special abilities when it comes to, you know, I I'm, I don't have any synesthesia at all that oh, I'm yeah. aware of. And when they interviewed this woman, I wish I could remember her name. And if I took five minutes, I could look it up and find it. Uh, she had no idea that what she experienced was not what everyone else experienced. Right.
3: Crazy, right?
0: Until she was in like middle school. And so because I think if I remember the the story correctly, I can't remember exactly the color she was talking about. But I think it's like she had a a phone that was blue in color and she wanted an orange song for a ringtone to complement it.
3: Wow. (laughs) And everybody's
0: like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And that's when she found out that she was seeing the world very differently than everybody else. Yeah. And it was fascinating to listen to her and i was actually kind of jealous. <laughs> it's just like i want to see the world like that. Yeah, it reminds me
1: a bit of chinese cosmology that everything's basically composed of five elements that you have metal, water, wood, earth and fire. And they they all represent different things as they're not like just those elements that there's five tones, there's five flavors that these five elements that overwhelm and interchange and support and like move fluidly into one another that the whole of cosmos is composed of these these five energies and that if you can recognize these energies in a different way then yes yeah, synesthesia seems like something that that this tone is also this flavor that is also this color no i have a question yeah what about the song in season yeah. Three, yeah, it seems like that kind of got dropped a little bit. We know it's the lullaby,
3: but why does everyone it seems know like
1: it? it How did that We don't have answers to yeah. that well, hmm, okay, so if his voice can travel through subspace, maybe he's singing the lullaby to calm himself, and people are picking up on that mm. through subspace.
0: I was going to say that, okay. I d- i'm not sure though i'm not sure i really yeah. just it sound
3: like too that he Don't was know. singing at some point at the end
1: yes when yes he it did yeah because we know the elder would sing it to him to calm him down and then he'd sing it to himself to calm himself down
3: that would make sense if everyone just picked it up somehow yeah
1: through subspace
0: or dilithium
1: and that might also explains how the burn didn't happen for so long again as he keeps having these rituals to calm himself down so he doesn't experience that level of rage or fear or just anxiety to cause another burn yep Hmm. So that's a long time to go without doing it again
0: yeah, I didn't get any satisfaction on the Daft Punk regulators. I am very upset. No, about we that.
1: didn't. No, that never got explained.
3: But then when she shot at one in the Turbo Lift, it looked like they had a shield regulating thing. like I thought she was she...
0: just stunning him.
3: Oh, yeah, I thought it was a stun okay. too. I was like, oh my God, is that a Borg? Like, Have they adapted? <laughs>
1: yeah, we didn't get How about any answers. <laughs> Book on adrenaline.
0: <laughs> Book on adrenaline was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! Wow. He was just his adrenaline let up yet not a bit.
3: <laughs> we didn't get any like situation with Stamets and Burnham after she no. ejected him in the spacey bubble thing.
1: Yeah, that's kind of your cliffhanger. Is the way Stamets looks at her? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like she smiles at him, and he just kind of looks at her like, and, and Shade. then looks away, gives the cold shoulder. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I expected that.
3: I expected expected that. That that, I don't know. They're gonna have to deal with that. They will, because you know they will. Yeah. Oh
0: no, they will deal with it, and it's even more uncomfortable now that she is captain. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think honestly that there will be a, a hash out of it at some point in season four, and fisticuffs. I don't know if that there that it will come no. to blows but yeah, there will Stamets be is not a fighter. No, but he has words. Stamets oh, can oh, cut oh, with yeah. his words. We know this mm-hmm. to be true.
3: Oh, she's shady.
0: <laughs> so, uh I'm Slim shady. I don't uh, I don't imagine he's going to mince any if she actually and she's going to. She's going to leave him alone for a while and then when he's still pouting she's going to provoke a resolution because It just needs to happen. And my guess is going to be that Culber will be, what are you doing? Why are you being such a dick? Right. (laughs) So,
1: yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that play out. And Mm -hmm. now he's not as essential as he used to be because now we know Book can run the spore drive.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And that can't feel mm, good because I think that Stamets enjoyed being the only person. Oh, you think? And
1: Detmer called him out on it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you you think you're so special because you think you're the only way we can move around. But I moved this ship too. Yeah. Tilly did too. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sort
1: of. Yeah.
3: yeah. Sort of
1: indirectly, but yeah.
0: There are some things that are going to be interesting in season Mm -hmm. four in that regard.
1: He's also a new space dad, so maybe his priorities have shifted now that Adira and possibly Gray are in their lives.
0: Well, here's my personal feeling. Since the holo program on the ship uh, recognized (gasps) Gray as a life form, why not? Exactly. That's the first thing I said was Mm -hmm. mobile emitter.
3: I was just picking it up on you through
1: subspace.
3: Yeah, I was picking they, up on what uh, you were you saying.
1: Go. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. hoping they'd actually address that as kind of a coda, too, mm-hmm. like one of the six endings, the six Lord of the Rings endings <laughs> of this episode.
3: <laughs> what if we get a bonus scene that comes out before season four? That would be cool. Ooh. Ooh. Or short treks? That would
0: be <gasps> a great short, short trek. That would be a fantastic Ooh. short trek. Is getting great to be solid.
1: <laughs> yeah, because be Greg could feel that hug. You could and mm-hmm. reacted to the hug that Colbert gave. Oh, so whatever hologram that is, it creates very solid uh, representations.
0: Well, that's what hologram technology does. Mm, that's, yeah. I mean, that's what the holote- holodeck does and has done ever since we knew what holodecks were from TNG. So,
1: I have a hard time having my brain. Understand that? <laughs>
0: yeah, it was. But it's converging. Yeah. It's converting energy into matter. Right. And so, it's taking. It's basically, photonic projections made solid. Is what it is.
1: Yeah, that's so. where it loses me. This is...
0: <laughs> I yeah. I don't know why, but okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, it is science
1: fiction, so yeah. You know. Science the fiction. Solid light is a weird idea.
0: No, it's not solid light. It's converted. <laughs> from light into solid matter
1: oh like dazzler that can c- there you convert go sound into lasers there you go yeah you for feel all better? you x-men fans <laughs> out there that hate the character i don't I know like the dazzler. character i
0: like dazzler dazzler's, dazzler's cool
1: good yeah. name though mm-hmm. yeah uh pop star oh can cool tr- convert uh music into light or sound into light it feels very 80s it, it is, is very, very yeah. 80s. Yeah. Very, very 80s, isn't it? He's yeah, is very almost. gem in the holograms. 70s. Disco <laughs> era, really, when the character first popped up. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Yeah, very gem. Yeah. I
0: I had a gem doll.
3: They were <laughs> always so fun with next to Barbies. They were just like these Amazon could stomp on a Barbie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. The they Misfits. Were, they were Oh, very I cool. love the Misfits.
0: My little sister had Stormy from The Misfits. Which one is
3: the one with the green hair? I don't remember. She's the one that in the cartoon is like good for a little bit. And then she goes back like she's. I don't know. One of them is.
0: Yeah, that's Stormy. The one with the blue hair.
1: Maybe that's the one I like. Yeah. You get on Sailor Moon and I can join in this conversation. (laughs) I'll I'll bow out with that one.
0: (laughs) Well, Sailor Venus was a pop star. And in fact, Sailor Venus was Sailor V before Sailor Moon ever existed. Mm -hmm. And so she was actually... uh, she gained enough popularity that the uh, the creator decided, oh, let's just make a whole team of this. But, yeah, Sailor V was a pop star, <laughs> too. <laughs>
1: so. Yep, in England, of all places. And
0: then, of course, the Sailor stars in the last <laughs> series were... That was fantastic because they were in normal form, in human form, they were boys. But then they transformed into girls. Who were pop stars?
1: As well. Oh my God! Just so many Sailor pop Moon stars. is awesome. Sailor,
3: Sailor Moon, Moon is, is so cool.
0: The best, the best, and two of the Sailor Scouts, uh, the Outer Senshi, as they were called because they were from the outer planets, were in a lesbian relationship, and uh-huh. it's just like this was the nineties, you guys, mm. and Sailor already the best. they were just breaking those stereotypes mm. over there at Sailor Moon. Yeah.
3: So, well, it was not American, right? No. Oh, no. Yeah, Japanese. that's why. Yep. Straight up
0: <laughs> Japanese. Well, the thing is is that they edited this whole lesbian stuff to make it seem like those two were cousins. <laughs> oh,
1: my. Oh, and changing voice actors for the Negaverse mm-hmm. characters.
0: Oh, that was so bad. Yeah. Because, like, all of the Negaverse soldiers looked like, well, some of them looked very girly, but, like, jadeite or jedite is the English mm-hmm. version. That was definitely a guy. Like, yep. super a guy, but had enough feminine tendencies that they gave the English version a female voice. And I'm
3: just like, okay, whatever. <sighs> Transphobia. So, speaking of transness, I, the, what Hugh said to Gray, mm-hmm. we'll, oh, we will, way, oh, no, oh. we will figure out a way. No, we will figure out a way. To hat so that people can see you. I can't remember exactly what he said. For you to be seen. For you to be seen. Truly seen. 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 Oh my god! My heart in that moment. (laughs) Heck
0: yeah! He's oh, it's just so. All those moments were just made me super emotional, as you can tell. Because I'm getting emotional again.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, Grace, the bit of grade that we got was very nice. So yeah, which means possibly solid light emitter. So
0: yeah, let's go with that mobile emitter.
1: Huh. Yeah, mobile emitter.
0: I mean, that's been a thing since Voyager.
1: Yeah, and it's probably been upgraded with programmable matter and stuff. So who knows what you can do now? Yep. I want. I wonder why he's there.
3: I wonder what is causing I, that. That's very know. interesting to me. I'm, I'm curious as to that that explanation. It doesn't bother me. I just, I'm curious. <laughs>
1: But yeah, after May, after Hugh, Uh this is things that keep coming up again and again is Mm -hmm. just that life energy finds some other form. Yeah.
0: Indeed. Indeed. And I'm totally fine with it, of course, because Mm Gray's life was cut short and shouldn't have been. Yeah. So if he gets to stick around, I'm all for it. Well, he does get to stick around because we know that he's in season four because he's in Toronto filming. So, yes, there.
3: I yeah. love that, that Adira was a... Um...
0: A Zahean?
3: A Zahean, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yes. I noticed that... They look
3: good as a Zahean, too. Oh, they look great mm-hmm. the as eyes. a Zahian.
0: I noticed, though, that they made sure that blue didn't really blink on camera so they didn't have to do the inner eyelids.
3: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, cuz I never once noticed the inner eyelids and oh, no, this I didn't time either. I was paying attention and I don't I didn't really notice them ever blinking. I'll They're have like, to watch it a third time to p- be certain.
3: <sighs> we're pinching but... our pennies here. Don't blink when when you're rolling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, don't blink. Don't blink during your dialogue. Don't blink when the camera's on you, because we then we have to put in the other eyelids.
3: Uh-huh. You could have done it at least once at the beginning.
0: I, yeah, I would think so, but I I just could tell from the face that they were Zehian, so yeah, which made me happy.
3: Um. Also. The turbo lifts got a pro- pro- programmable matter upgrade, too.
1: Mm-hmm. How, how spacious is the inside of that ship?
3: We don't talk about the <laughs> negative space in Discovery <laughs> inside because it just doesn't make sense. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, the thing is, is that we have no real scale right. for how big Discovery is. I mean, we can't really comprehend it because we can't be on it and see how big it is. So I'm just willing to go, <sighs> I don't care.
3: Yeah, I don't care. Just, it was cool.
0: It was cool. Uh, I cheered when Zara died.
1: <laughs> oh, and he did the bonk, the hit on the other one. <laughs> he did the Titanic backflip into the propeller is what he did. Yep. Classic.
0: Yeah, he did. Uh, don't badmouth grudge because <sighs> book will kill She's you for it.
3: Oh, the second he did that, I was like, oh, he's dead. Oh that's it it's over yeah
0: well when after he's screaming falling to his death i'd said it with book the first time she's a queen because <laughs> <laughs> i i knew it was coming
3: <laughs> nice
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so i wasn't sorry to see him go i was
3: like yep and osiris oh, gone scene, yeah osiris gone oh that, that was dealt with something very quickly though her death it was just like boom she's dead you
0: know i was okay with that because that's what happens in real life a lot and it was her own fault for underestimating michael so yeah
3: (laughs) she didn't get a dramatic monologue she didn't get a a death scene we didn't see her face as she was dying like she was just dead i didn't need
0: any of that and in fact I even said the second time we were watching it when Michael, you know, shoots her through the whatever that was. Was and that like I'm, a
3: pro- programmable matter junction thing. type of situation? I
0: I guess something Basically. that has to do with the data core. I yeah. don't know enough about this new data core to say. But, uh, you know, when she shoots out of it and then comes out of it and, you know, Osiris lying there on the ground and I thought, and I actually said it this time. I thought this the first time, but I said it the second time. I said, you know, if it were me, I would shoot her a few more times just to make sure she's <laughs> yeah. down.
1: Oh, yeah. And I like how Michael's like, we don't have to do this. I already tried to make peace with Vance, and it didn't work. So, yes, we do have to do this. Oh,
3: yeah. And I don't give up. I never give up. Yeah. or I never quit. Something like that. Yeah,
0: it's just like, well, unlike you, I never quit. <laughs>
3: The uh, <laughs> moment where Michael was absorbed or pushed into the thing, the
1: programmable matter thing, or
3: whatever. Like, I have to say, it took me back to a scene in a Voyager novel what when mean? Janeway is absorbed into a cube. It's like the death of Janeway in one of the novels, and she it describes. Like she gets basically the the nano the nanobites and all this whatever nanobots and everything kind of just reprogram and they engulf her and it just it looked yeah. exactly how I imagined that Janeway that particular Janeway death in that novel which I don't think lasts anyway but like it it was just it felt like that scene to me mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I can't remember which book it is someone might might know
0: uh, yeah I. I remember reading it and going, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You killed Janeway?
3: Yeah, that was awful. I hated it. I hated I,
0: it. I was very upset after that. I was uh, not happy at all. And I uh, I refused to uh, accept it, but the books aren't canon anyway. Yeah. So.
1: How about the warp core? The
0: warp core getting ejected and now it's clanging all
1: the way. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Clanging and scraping, not just cleanly getting ejected from Discovery, but just kind of banging around the tube.
0: Mm -hmm. That was a nice touch. Just clanging around down in there and sparks flying Mm -hmm. when it scrapes against the side. Well, I hope it doesn't go off before it gets out of the ship.
1: Yeah.
3: I like when the nacelle got all twisty with the the program. Oh, that yeah. was cool that section Breaking yeah. the
0: magnetic field. Yeah.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to hold on and it twists around and
1: stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Dropping them out of a warp. Yep. Then getting swallowed up by the other ship. Like a scene out of one of the older Bond movies.
0: Yes indeed.
1: What's Aurelio gonna do?
0: I hope he sticks around with the Federation because you know they'd be happy to have a mind like his on their
1: team. Yeah if he's figured out how book could use the spore drive then he could be very useful and i don't know if he's going to have a nice professional relationship with stamets or there's going to be a little pressure there i don't know what's going to go on there
0: i wonder because he we know he has an orion mate and and he has children
1: all right. so right. i wonder
0: how all that would work because frankly i i would think that the federation slash starfleet would just be like bring him on over
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adira is in a uniform.
0: Yes, Adira was yeah. in a uniform.
3: Book was not.
0: Book was not. He has not officially joined Starfleet yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, he did say that it's probably best that he's outside of Starfleet so he can do the things Starfleet can't.
0: That is true. And with Michael now being the captain and him being the captain's woman.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's no fraternization <laughs> the wench. because there's no mm-hmm. rank to be. He's Michael's about. wench. <laughs> yep. He's <laughs> also a captain of his ship. She's a captain of her yeah. ship. So
0: yeah, that makes sense, though. I, I they can and captain he's, together. He's not gonna leave. He's not gonna no, leave. No. So that that just means more book in season four, which means more grudge in season four, and of course we're gonna get more gray, more Adira, and. Uh, I don't know. It, who is Ina? Will we ever find out? No,
1: We have no, no idea. idea. Um, don't even know their post of duty.
0: Mm-mm. Don't have any clue. Don't no. have any clue. Uh, I'm glad that the dots are all back up and working. And did you notice that when Michael wiped, basically wiped the computer and restarted it from the data core, that the voice was not the original discovery computer voice yes i did notice that it was not julian grossman mm-hmm. it was uh it was very much the sphere data voice so
3: but the os was before the retrofit yes or the refit
0: because they, yep. they they didn't have they couldn't have any updates while they were still trapped
3: <laughs> i like the- how detmer's <laughs> like i don't mind yeah yeah I'm i
0: can't fine. say
3: i'm the- <laughs> whatever yeah <laughs> like oh 100. my god speaking of detmer the the OWO and detmer teasing is driving me crazy now like it's driving <laughs> me crazy i was like they're gonna kiss they're gonna nope nope not time i guess not like come on come on emily Kutz has already teased me about it in person And it's just like, you guys, get together already. Right.
0: (laughs) Well, they are extremely close because when everyone Mm. found out that Owo had succeeded and was alive, the only person she hugged was Detmer.
3: And then Detmer was like, I didn't know that.
1: Mm. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. Yeah.
0: (gasps) So Mm. just like, I thought I knew everything about you. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just everything.
3: Everything. But I don't everything. think they're together. I don't think yeah, I don't think, think it's they a behind are the, the
1: scenes type. thing. I think it's just yeah. a really close friendship. At the moment, I think it's more than that. Yeah, yeah,
0: it it may well be more than that. And if it is, great. If it's not, fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I just yeah. love the characters either way. So. Well,
1: I've said my thoughts before that it'd be interesting if Washigan was asexual because that's also something you don't see very often. Or yeah. demisexual. Or like aromantic or, yeah, demisexual.
0: Yes, well, that's, you know, there's so much potential for season four. Oh, yeah. Because they now have established a non-binary character and a trans character. And mm-hmm. now they can start branching out with other representation as well. So uh, yeah. there's there's always more to do. And it feels like the team of showrunners over at Discovery are ready to do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And... I wouldn't mind whatever direction they decide to go in. Yeah. How about Saru on... Uh, was it Kaminar? Kaminar,
0: yeah. yeah. Took mm-hmm. uh, Took Sukal back to Kaminar to help him start a new life.
1: And it was like he took him to his little spot. The mm-hmm. Kelpien cities are beautiful.
0: Yeah, we haven't... We haven't really seen Kaminar since they got to the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I, they have cities are skyscrapers and lights and stuff. It's great.
3: Mm-hmm. Did you notice the dialogue with with Doctor Isa when she was the hologram was thanking them? Yes. That it was a shout out to the brightest star. Yes. But she's she said sun or mm-hmm. suns, mm-hmm. but but I really liked that a lot. Yep. There was some really good writing in this episode some good lines in this oh, yeah. episode yeah.
0: michelle paradise did a bang up job
3: yeah not just College. an
0: executive producer mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course you know when i saw her name in the credits written by a lady so <sighs> a letter it must be said every time
1: i don't think i do it right
0: no you do it just fine
1: what do just you think of the camera work in this episode? There's a lot of upside down, a lot of sideways stuff.
0: There is because everything is upside down and sideways in those scenes. It's yeah. the Federation trying to keep from keep Discovery from leaving because Osiris trying to hightail it out, and it's Osiris trying to keep control of Discovery because she is mm-hmm. determined not to lose that ship. And, yeah, there was a lot of the, the camera angles reflected that, the chaos and the tumult, I guess, is the best way to put it. it everything mm. was upside down and sideways.
1: Yeah, it was often in a transition when they went from scene to scene. They'd start, like, upside down and then twist and, like, focus on a particular character. And I thought that was an interesting way to relate to spatial mm relationships is that you're talking about a science fiction franchise that takes place in space and so when you go from one thing to another they're not going to be on the same plane that something over here is going to be sideways something's over here is going to be upside down in comparison so yeah
0: yeah that's the thing about space there is no up and down it's all
1: xyz axis there's a z axis
0: now so you know it's not just there's not a right side up (laughs)
3: So this isn't really anything new in Discovery, no, that type no. of direction. Oh, yeah,
1: they do camera work, really flashy camera work, a lot of you know, going through windows or opening upside down or doing a god shot from above.
3: Oh, the shot where the hollow was kind of crumbling and we see Saru mm-hmm. through the thing. That was beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he's talking about how the the hollow program was breaking down and yeah. just bits falling
3: it's gorgeous. Just
0: so many, so many beautiful things, and so many intense things, and you know. I, I honestly, this is this is terrible. And I said this to Dave when we watched it the first time. I said, you know, I'm usually the kind of person that likes to try and work out my differences. But I just want Osira dead. I don't want to see her as a recurring character. I yep. don't want the Emerald Chain to be a thing anymore. I just want this over with. And I got my wish.
3: <laughs> That's what I wanted, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I appreciated that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she could have agreed, said, Yeah, I'll... St- I'll stand for my crimes, and if, you know, that bit of sacrifice is like, okay, if we're going to forge a new future, you know, maybe I'll be the sacrifice to that, but of course she's not that type of character.
0: Well, the thing is, I don't think that Vance thought she would ever agree to that anyway. That was the Mm -mm. card that he was waiting to play (laughs) at the very end, and the thing is, and I I know some friends of, some Trek friends of mine on Twitter have brought it up, it's like, this... This is the thing. It's like you, If you compromise the very things that you stand for, just for safety and for peace, you're losing too much. You can't <laughs> compromise. You yep. can't give up your values for the sake of mm-hmm. security.
1: Exactly. Hmm. I, I, I saw... Um a meme posted on Twitter about Vance looking through the contract and saying, <laughs> he read I the I terms the only and conditions. one to read through all the terms and conditions.
0: <laughs> oh yes. Vance is paying attention. And I am so print? grateful. Yeah, I'm so grateful that I have been vindicated on my firm stance from the beginning that Vance was a good guy. So
3: Yeah. I never thought he was, like, yeah. I know, I, I know, yeah, I, but
0: many people did. Many people were saying he's hiding something. He's
3: see, bad. This, this is the thing. People, I it frustrates me. We talk about it on this show all the time, but it's like people want to put everything into category, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Bad guy, good guy. I need this explanation. I need everything explained. And I'm like, what? We didn't get this all the time in earlier Trek either. So, like, mm-hmm. what happened to these people between then in the 90s-ish and now that made them have all of these additional demands on Star Trek that weren't there before? Like, what happened? Because it
1: didn't used to be like that. Yeah, I think it's selective memory. People remember the best of Star Trek and they forget the worst. And so they idolize and hero worship these characters. Well, me too. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But they forget the flaws of the characters as well of when when they failed when they had feet of clay
0: yeah that's the thing they've got those rose-tinted specs on and Mm -hmm. are not remembering things as they actually happened
3: but that's the thing is like star trek has never been black and white
0: no it hasn't never ever ever
3: never has it been just a black and white thing and it seems like that's what people are demanding or Mm -hmm. they're trying to put it Put it, they're trying to force it through that lens. And it's never been that way.
0: It has not. And I think that people love absolutes because they know, they understand them. They understand them. They don't understand the shades of gray. They don't like the shades of gray. All that we have in this world is pretty much shades of gray, there's very little black and white. And so we have to figure out what shade of gray we are and how far we will go until right. we're like no i'm i'm not going to cross this line and that's the thing is life is not that simple yeah nothing is that simple and i mean it's ds9
3: r- is the perfect example but it's yes! in all star trek series
0: yes it's in every single star trek series and so I just, I I don't understand people needing to be spoon-fed everything in a perfect straight line. That's not how storytelling works. That's not how life works. That's not how the universe works. Just deal with it.
3: I feel like there's something societal, like something with the way the world has changed since then and how people have adapted or grown or evolved or not, Mm. you know, with all of that makes us want to make some people want to
1: know this has to be this way you know i there's several things there's online culture and social media there's immediate satisfaction because back in the day you'd have to look for the thing that you wanted to see or you'd have to find it accidentally now you can search for anything and get it immediately people are accustomed to being served exactly what they want Mm -hmm. and if they don't like it or want it then they can go online and harass the people that create it and tell them their mind about what they want so it's entitlement it is it, entitlement. it is entitlement
0: it's straight mm-hmm. up entitlement because they have been taught to believe that they can have everything exactly as they want it and they want to force that particular viewpoint onto everything and everyone
1: yeah, and it's also the echo chambers, mm-hmm. and it's the little micro friend groups that we create where we share very similar opinions with this certain social group online. You know, People that have the same political beliefs, the same religious beliefs, and it's not challenged. Mm-hmm. And so anything outside that is like an enemy or bad and not acceptable, mm. And And so if you can layer that perspective of what you expect and what you're used to getting onto everything you watch, then you can see why you get these fandom menace types. You get why you get these people that really hate on Discovery for its diversity because they're not accustomed to it. They're used to being served exactly what they're used to seeing. Which is stuff that appeals to the male gaze. I mean, if we've talked about it before, is yeah. the way Enterprise, for instance, appealed to the male gaze, the way Voyager appealed to the male gaze, that they're not getting that necessarily with Discovery. And it might be discomforting or disturbing or unusual, and they don't like it.
0: Basically, they don't like anything that doesn't cater directly to them. And the Mm. very careful construction of their world.
3: But so then when I see, when someone like me watches Discovery and I feel like this is for me. Like, (laughs) I feel like, and and I know I'm not the only person that thinks that. And I don't don't mean it in a way that's like, Discovery is my show and I just, you know. I mean, like, I feel like seen, you know, Mm -hmm. and heard and represented. Not just because I'm a gay guy for many reasons, you know because I'm sensitive, you know, because I'm I'm (laughs) a deep thinker, because I'm a dork, you know? And so, like, I'm
1: like, yeah, I don't know. Well, like you've said, this is a very emotionally intelligent series and probably the most emotionally intelligent series of all of Star Trek. And that's not what everybody's looking for, and it might be a little challenging to some Mm. that it's talking about feelings, Mm -hmm. and that's another reason why just action or science or you know speculative fiction of the future i mean it's that too but it's talking about feelings and relationships connection and connectivity
0: that's what this entire season was about like you said dave Mm -hmm. and like that roddenberry quote Said, I don't know how anyone could dispute that this entire season has been about building or rebuilding connections. And at the end, we finally see the culmination starting because now they've been mining this dilithium from inside the nebula and Discovery is tasked with taking it to these faraway worlds that could never be reached in their lifetimes, but because they have the spore drive, huh. they can do that. And so now they're going on those errands that everybody was whining about all season, going, well, why aren't they going around fishing all the subspace <laughs> relays? And why aren't they going around just taking things to people?
1: So, yeah, and now they will. Yes. Uh, looking back at this season, I've kind of been critical in certain ways about it being disjointed And I think with this episode tying things together, looking back, it might be deliberate that it's disjointed because the future is disjointed, because Starfleet is disjointed. And so all these episodes that are switching tone and changing directions, it's because of this disconnectivity Mm -hmm. between everyone Mm -hmm. that the series kind of follows that too and so we get this union at this final episode where there's people coming home and there's people finding their position like we started with michael not knowing her place oh, and man. now she's captain of the of the discovery
0: yeah
1: i it's it's yeah. quite an unusual arc it's not a linear arc at all it's kind of weird and meandering and snakes around but that's the purpose of it—is to be disconcerting. But that's
3: really what
1: linear is. Like it's
3: nothing is nothing just is a straight, a straight line. solid, steady. Everything <laughs> the same all
1: the time. Like nothing is like literally nothing is like that. Mm. Yep, <laughs> the seasons you know, just shifting and turning and then coming back on itself in a big weird wobbly circle.
0: Yep, and I I actually appreciate that frankly Mm -hmm. because it's certainly not boring no and they made me feel fulfilled with this season finale oh yeah and so yeah there was a lot of crying for me today like seriously Mm -hmm. there was i mean my my tissue my first tissue was just full of wet (laughs) it was like (laughs) and what a soggy ball (laughs)
1: You know, what few unanswered questions we might have, like these weird mechanical-seeming regulators, maybe that's something that will be answered in the future. Maybe that's just a teaser for right now. You
0: know what? I don't have to have an answer to everything Mm. because life doesn't give us answers to everything. So I can wonder about that thing, but that may have been something that when – no, actually, that's not true. I was going to say that may have been something that the writers didn't think would, you know – hit with some people that people oh, would they be knew. wondering they totally knew yeah they're intelligent so yeah. you know they're they're writing those things for people like me going what are they though What?
1: yeah why are they so i'm mean, like a regulator why are they so regulator are regular? Why are they so regulated? Regulators? Why are they so regimented that they're all very similar? These yeah, but they're weird n- they're not all mechanical that way. things. Not all the regulators. Yeah, they are certainly that way. seem like it. No, but see, well, yeah, there were I regulators not... that didn't
0: have helmets on; that yeah. were just normal
1: people. But, yeah, the biker gang. The the ones, the daft, the daft, daft punk. punk yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Just uh and that's okay. I don't have to have every little dangling thread. Uh, tied off i don't nope. because like you said
1: life's not like yeah, that. yeah
0: life isn't like that and discovery isn't like that and that's okay with me because these are things that i wasn't dissatisfied not knowing yeah so. same yeah okay we have meandered mm-hmm. about for quite a while now
3: yeah anything else i did have one more thing two more okay. things two one three. is like three more things First one, wow! Jeff Rousseau and the music team oh for producing mm-hmm. this season, the way that they did it, holy shit! Oh my
0: god, you would, you would never. I mean, you you forget that they yeah. all had to be recorded individually, and yeah. then mixed together, and all of the other things that you have to do before that's a workable piece of music. Yeah
3: because all of that was happening now people are adjusting the industry is adjusting more so they're figuring out ways to perform and play together while still not you know it being as dangerous to transmit possibly covid but but that this was not during that time this was when Mm -hmm. everyone was locked down you couldn't do anything anywhere for months for like three Mm -hmm. months so like to, to 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 know that they produced this mm-hmm. during that time 7 8 months ago like holy crap well done well amazing. done
0: absolutely amazing i can't wait for the sound- soundtrack to be available i know so because i love his soundtracks yes.
3: yeah the other thing was we didn't talk about how we felt about michael now being captain of discovery and like i mean i mean like Michael's the captain. Michael is the freaking captain, y'all.
0: Well, I i loved I loved Vance talking to her about it. And I loved her saying, oh, no, I really want to wait until Saru gets back. And he's like, sorry, time's a luxury. We don't have. I need an answer now.
3: I know.
1: When and she said just, she
3: didn't want to answer, I was like, no, come on. Don't keep doing this to us.
1: The first time I saw this with the screener is I did pick up on the thing that Saru wants you to be captain. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that line. Yeah. The second time I saw the subtitles, I heard it said, it's like, okay, that makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. That they're not like going behind Saru's back while he's on Kaminar. No. He specifically pointed to Michael saying she should be captain of this ship. Mm-hmm. And Vance agrees.
0: And I like it. I like that he has accepted That her way is not necessarily the wrong way. That her Mm -hmm. way still works. And oh, it was lovely to see him so smiley and not stressed out. Yeah. Oh, that's the first time we've ever seen him like that this whole series.
1: Yeah. And I love how it kind of mirrors back to when she's trying to convince Vance to let them go. Mm -hmm. Because she has a plan. And he has to trust her. Even though she's done some weird things before she's made some weird choices and really got under his skin doing that sort of thing to the point where it's like he threatened if if you didn't save lives you would be in the brig Mm. for this but now it's like yeah okay i'm gonna trust her she's gonna get things done she does now she's captain of her ship
3: i i um i cried when when we saw her Mm-hmm. In command at the end mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's uh, that's that's when I was sobbing the most. Yeah, and I was thinking about I. I literally have no idea how fans are reacting to this decision.
0: I don't either because I, I haven't been looking. Yeah,
3: I haven't nope. been looking, so I don't know what people are saying. I don't really care. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know um, if if the white men are angry or not. But um, probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something about this episode is. Owo is instrumental in getting the ship to drop out of warp. Mm-hmm. And Michael's instrumental in getting to the data core and getting life support back online. It's black women that saved the day. So,
3: yeah, this is what I was going to say, is that I find it very... I like that the they intentionally made the lead character not the captain at the beginning of the series, mm-hmm. and that they showed us this very very difficult journey that she went on personally and professionally and that yes she's a black woman and i find it you know black women black people in general have to work a hell of a lot harder to get to get Mm -hmm. where anyone else wants to get you know Mm -hmm. and and we have we have seen you know, of course, we got Avery Brooks as a commander and a captain, but he had quite a struggle to deal with, too. Yes, and for us for us to be able to witness this journey of this woman, this character, I think is like if you are not paying attention to the symbolism of that, you are not getting it. You mm-hmm. know, you do not realize what's going on. And so I feel like it's 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 such a gift to be able to to see
1: this to see this journey. And you can see it in the criticism for any time Michael makes a mistake, like yep. she's not allowed to. Mm-hmm. That's something that a white male captain might do is just accepted. Right. Just that's that's the way the story goes. Ta-da. But if it's a black woman, if she makes any kind of mistake, it's just that's just a, a mark on the character.
0: Yeah, I actually would argue that that is true no matter what color the woman is. That just women mm. in general.
1: I was going to say women the same in thing. Yeah.
0: Are never yeah. allowed to make mistakes ever, and if I you know. do, you're buried.
3: Yeah. Look at the Tilly criticism. Look at the Janeway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tilly Janeway. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's that's been going on for some time, oh, but black women have it Troy. twenty times worse. Yeah. No, a hundred times worse. Let's be honest, a hundred times mm. worse.
3: Yeah. I mean, so, this is momentous to be able to see this uh-huh. journey and for it to be able sh- to shown to us this
1: way, you know. Yeah, and I love that she's not perfect. Everybody says she's a Mary Sue, but she's not perfect. She makes mistakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and she has to live with those mistakes and even in this episode where she kind of falls through the top of that turbo lift in kind of an awkward fashion it books like are you okay it's like yeah i'm fine <laughs> it's, it wasn't graceful it's just like ah like, <laughs> she Whoa. just falls through the ceiling i did not expect that, and I love love that break. moment yeah yeah so this is like little moments like that that yeah
0: yeah well the, the one thing on top of finally seeing a black woman in that captain's chair that i thought was well what about all of the the haters who are like why is this show about someone who isn't the captain right now they're gonna have to complain about something else i drink their tears
3: yeah you know why the show's not about the black woman being the captain because black what we just said Mm -hmm. black women are they're not you know there's privilege in that white men have you know Mm -hmm. that that nobody else has and 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 we're being shown that this is this is just Star Trek doing what Star Trek does
1: <laughs> and showing us ourselves. And, and it's a really good ending because the best endings are surprising yet inevitable. Mm-hmm.
3: Wow, very well that said.
1: They're they're bound to happen. Yeah, at this somebody was, t- I can't remember who said this. I probably another movie podcast I listened to, but yeah, that all oh, looking back you could see exactly the road to get you to that destination you can the mentoring by both Saru by georges the mirror um, Georgiou telling her that she should be in the captain's chair all these references that she she should be in command that her mirror self or how she was in the mirror universe of having to somewhat take command there we keep seeing her in these positions of leadership and eventually landing her in that position. And it's surprising because, yeah, we didn't expect her to become the captain, but it was inevitable because it was bound to happen. I didn't I,
3: see it coming.
0: I I saw it coming, just not this soon. I didn't see it as a season yep. finale thing because it was telegraphed by Georgiou before she went through the Guardian of Forever.
3: Right, but I didn't mm-hmm. pick up on it. I just thought I didn't pick up on it as something that was going to happen right now.
0: Yeah, I thought, ooh, well, maybe at the beginning of next season. Because I just really, I didn't know how this season was going to end. I really right. just didn't know. Um, one last thing I want to say. That I was just <laughs> bawling my little eyes out when Discovery's coming home and all the other ships are lined up <gasps> on the way into the Federation's yes! headquarters. I i just know. like, oh my God, you guys.
1: They got the royal. I just, welcome. Reminds me how flat Discovery is. And I love Discovery's design because just, yeah. it's... It's my beloved pizza cutter. Mm-hmm. It's just so nice and flat and shiny, and
0: I love it. Yeah, I love it.
1: It's a lovely shift.
3: We it's got great. a lot of uh, nog viewers of the nog this episode mm-hmm. too, which was really mm-hmm. really nice.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, I'm glad that Navar showed up. Uh, I I find, found it interesting that they showed up and then they couldn't really do anything. It's <laughs> <And I'm just laughs> like, well, isn't that really just like real life? Jeez.
1: Well, they're here. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Did you call a distress sir, sim, signal to Navarre? I was like, yeah, now tell him to stand off.
0: Oh, we didn't see mom. No, I was hoping that we were going to see the co op me lot, but I was wrong on that one. Yeah. So that's yeah. okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a few things that got set up that didn't quite get paid off. But well, yeah,
0: I, not necessarily set up. They were things that I were was projecting onto the information mm, that I was given. Sure. So, well, it's not necessarily yeah. a failing on their part. It was still, me assuming Still the information
1: was there. It it was a possibility, if, but If she calls her mother in a previous scene, you expect the mother to show up later.
0: Well, maybe she couldn't. She was busy.
1: Check check offs mother. Or it's a moment
3: where this is about Michael getting closure with her mother and, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. saying goodbye if she feels like it's goodbye and it's that's that's what it is.
0: Yeah, well, and that is what she she said. She started by saying I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this and so in case I don't and, yeah. you know.
1: Oh, maybe she didn't show up because it's not a lost cause. There you go.
0: co Milot not needed because no longer a lost cause.
1: Well, also, what are the Co-op Milot going to do?
3: Like, they're not a fleet you know no, no
0: but they could come on the ships from navarre and like well see that's the thing It's a space battle at this point
3: she could have passed the message along mm, yeah they're
1: kind of like star trek jedi aren't they
0: sort of in a weird way not... um, yeah.
1: no oh, <laughs> without okay. superpowers no, no. well they have swords
0: they do they do have swords but no i wouldn't i don't like them <laughs> to jedi So, because for one thing, the way of absolute candor is definitely nothing the Jedi ever did. Oh, no, because
1: Jedi lie like crazy Uh and lie like a rug. Yeah. To mix metaphors.
0: Yep. Okay, this is a a long one, you guys. It's a long (laughs) one. It is the finale. It is the finale, and there's a lot to talk about. Um, Yeah, this was... Uh, everything I didn't know I wanted, I guess, is the best mm-hmm. way to say it. Basically, I wanted two things for certain: I wanted Zara to die, and I wanted Osiris to die. And, wow,
2: vindictive. That,
0: yeah, I am. I can't be very vindictive, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, I like to see the horrible people get theirs, and both of them were pretty horrible. So, but it, in Michael's log that we're hearing at the end of the episode uh, the whole emerald chain just collapsed without her so she had something it was an iron tight grip an absolute control and without that absolute yeah. control it just all fell to pieces
3: yeah i mean they blew her ship the fuck up too so yeah like, that was well,
0: great that actually that made cool. me very happy too <laughs> it's just like oh, Oh look! Oh look! The warp core is going critical, and then you see this little implosion, and then this explosion. Yeah. I'm just like, "Oh, mm. visual <laughs> feast!"
1: Mm-hmm. Well, this is something you see historically is anytime you have somebody who rules with an iron fist and keeps a society organized. Once that's removed, you get civil war. Mm-hmm. So we're probably going to see a war between the Orions and the Andorians over control of the Emerald Chain. I don't
0: think there's going to be an Emerald Chain because she said Mm. that the Emerald Chain collapsed, that without Osiris there, it disintegrated. So there is no more Emerald Chain. There's nothing there Mm. to control. So my guess is that if there's maybe, maybe most of them were just like, oh, thank God I can go home.
1: Right, right, I can go
0: right. have a real life now, maybe and it was now not... that
1: there's a planet of dilithium that people could travel again. Mm-hmm. The Emerald chain isn't that important and doesn't have its grip over the that's, universe anymore. That's
0: the whole thing. There is n- mm-hmm. they have no control over anything because now everybody can travel again.
3: Now we can really mm-hmm. rebuild mm-hmm. Yeah, and we I can, think we can reboot
0: i appreciate that rebuild they did that because if we had gone through another season of this oh no i i don't think it would have gone well it was (laughs) we we get to the future it's not the future that we hoped for i mean yes people are alive but it's fractured it's broken Mm -hmm. we spend the entire season putting it back together with little piece by little piece by little piece until finally we get the giant piece at the end that makes it all cohesive and now next season all the possibilities there are so many possibilities i have no idea what they're gonna do because they can do anything
1: i like the idea that perhaps this is like Chris said a reboot in which it's kind of like taking it back to the original series days of exploration Mm -hmm. that after everything became so fractured and long distance travel was basically impossible now they can go out there and connect with worlds they hadn't seen for hundreds of years Mm -hmm. or a hundred years anyway
0: yeah Well, we'll see when season four happens, Hmm. which will definitely not be this year, of course, because they only just started filming a month ago or so.
1: Oh, what's the future for us then?
0: Well, what we are going to do is now go back to being every other week instead of every week. (laughs) And so after this episode comes out, uh, it'll be two weeks until the next one, and we will be doing our season three wrap up. Just talk about season three in general and what we liked, what we didn't like, some of which we've done today. And then yeah. after that, hmm, the world of disco is wide open and ripe for us can
1: finally be on a writer's room, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could yeah. be fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Do deep dives into characters. There's all kinds of stuff we can do. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Get on guests.
0: Yes. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah. So super fun, super
3: cool. This has been a fun super bad. This has been fun you guys. I I love doing the oh, yeah. show with y'all.
0: I love doing oh, it. Oh
3: yeah, this is a
1: highlight. It yeah. is.
0: It's just it's it's so wonderful and and I know that doing it weekly has been difficult for all of us because there's mm-hmm. a time crunch in getting it edited and out
1: and i'm in training right now so my brain's already like yeah and we
0: won't even talk (laughs) about my what my week has been like but the fact of the matter is hectic i never resented a moment that i have spent on this podcast whether it's been editing it whether it's been doing show notes whether it's been recording it i there's not one single moment that i have regretted and i have you to thank for that
3: Aw. well it's your show uh, we're yeah it's the our captain.
0: show it's our show <laughs> it's, 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 we
1: did you it you get the new uniform with the neat little shoulder epaulette looking thing
0: yeah i want the blue stripe though i know i know oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a captain but i want the blue stripe because <laughs> i'm a science girl
3: <laughs> you could be the captain of a science ship well i guess you'd still have command. you'd still be a colors. I don't, I don't, I don't, but anyway so cool. you're the captain you can wear whatever
1: color you want to <laughs>
3: yes
0: and so it will be blue
1: <laughs> How about have blue be the basic color and then you can have a little bit of red for a command? Okay. Or gold. Maybe. Which is it? It's, no. It's it era. should
0: I don't know. I think it's red because Vance had yeah. red uh right. accents on his uniform. So I think the command is still red and the yeah, yellow that. is ops and engineering. So well,
1: maybe it can be fusion and wear purple.
0: Ooh. I'll do it my way. I'll be a maverick.
1: Science command. <laughs> Science command is
0: purple. Nice. I, I look like great that. purple. Science. Cool, 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 cool. Well, anyway, as usual, as usual. Wow, I'm not even forming coherent sentences anymore. Is anyone as part? usual?
1: Is oh phrase
0: as per usual i don't know as As per per usual we have we have to tell people about the other things we do so chris what else do you do
3: you can find me on i don't know what i'm doing but you can find me on instagram and twitter at cd littlefield and you can follow my other shows at open channel trek and at four questions trek and that's the number not the word I don't know what any of that was about or what I was doing, but... uh. It's okay. So, Dave, Dave, what what do you tell people what you do?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Dark Corner Cast. You can find me on Facebook at DJ Evil Dave. And with Brandy, I host the Dark Corner Podcast and darkcornerpodcast.com.
3: Okay, two things. That was very Sling Blade. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Uh, also, I like that you changed your hair before you
1: started <laughs> before you started yeah, doing that. I gave myself very long Yes, yeah. <laughs> you got into character yep
0: well, as far as I'm concerned, I'll tell you where you can find me, and I'm sorry that my 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 voice thing is stuck on shop demonstration.
3: <laughs> is that Osira? <laughs> <laughs> no. no.
0: <laughs> I wasn't even trying. I wasn't even trying for that. Uh it was, it was very Princess Leia on the Death Star in Star Wars. Um anyway. Um so yeah. Uh Brandywine Twelve on Twitter, uh Brandy with an I twelve is a number. That's the place to find all the things that I'm doing. I do a lot of things, uh, the aforementioned Dark Corner podcast. I also am going to, I swear to God, and whatever other deity you might want to think about, that I'm going to do a new episode of Headcanon. I was actually going to do that this week, but this week turned into a shit show really fast before all the chaos happened. So I'm working on it, guys. But Headcanon, yeah, it's my solo podcast. It's a weird trip through my brain and my fandoms. And there will be a new episode. I have decreed it, and now I have to do it. There will be. There will be. Sorry, now I was doing a really bad Yoda. Um, cause, you will yeah, be. Yes, so I'm, I'm not afraid. Oh, you will be. Okay. So you can find me on two other Sweet <laughs> Media podcasts, which are Boldly Go about Star Trek Strange New Worlds with my friend Suzanne, who does wonderful stained glass creations. Find her on the internet at kjaneway 8 and also Stained Sass. So she's magnificent. I have several of her works, and I'm going to eventually have them all. And uh, the Vedic Assembly with my friends Liam and Nick. We have a grand time talking about Deep Space Nine up in there. Um, This next episode that is going to come out uh, the Thursday after this episode does has one of the funniest intros that we've ever done. (laughs) So I was, I was in a mood that day and it got ridiculous. So, and you can find all of those at hallsweetmedia.com. There are live shows that I do. Um, the unready room. Uh, I'm not, I think it's going to go back into dormancy after we finish off season three of discovery, but, uh, you can still see the videos on the YouTube channel, Kurt rats productions, which is my friend Dan's YouTube channel. He's, The one who sort of started this whole Unready Room thing, and uh, it's a live show that at this point probably won't still be running, but might uh, on Saturdays at 7pm Mountain Time, and we covered all of Lower Decks, and we've covered all of Discovery, and uh, probably won't be doing anything else till there's more New Trek. I will miss it. (sighs) But there is also Infinite Trek on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Right now it is still on the Outpost 13 channel on Twitch, but it is going to be moving to the Outpost 13 YouTube channel, which is much easier to find and jump into chats and whatnot. uh, 1 p.m. on Saturdays, and that's Mountain Time, like I said. And um, it is released as an audio podcast on the Trek Geek Network, usually the following week. I think that's it. Wow, I'm really tired. I'm
1: tired too. Same here. And I'm getting allergies.
0: I will take one of the little pink pills. Little pink pill on the sun today.
2: One pill makes
0: you... I practiced my bass guitar to that song.
3: Go ask Alice when she's ten feet tall. We've all sung
0: in different keys. Okay, so... Thanks, guys. Didn't say what's in the singer.
3: <laughs> but what color were they?
0: Um, what color were the t- where the t- keys? I don't know. Uh,
1: Spotted brown, fuchsia. <laughs> what bits of Chartreuse. yellow? Chartreuse.
0: Um. Okay. Oh, and thanks,
3: Michael Bentley, for your nice words about the show. Yes.
0: Oh, yes. Thank you. That's very kind. Um, mm-hmm. We do really enjoy doing the show. I'm glad that translates. Because Mm -hmm. we are basically three friends who are just sitting down chatting (laughs) about Discovery.
1: I thought you were just going to state, we're (laughs) basic.
0: We're basic bitches. (laughs) We're super basic bitches. Just stop there. We're
3: definitely not basic bitches.
0: We are not. (laughs) We are elegant.
1: (laughs) I'm so seen.
0: You are so seen. (laughs) So We will talk to you guys again in a couple of weeks. And so join us again to see what the future holds. I hit, I
3: hit play instead of record somehow. Oh, no.
0: We have Fuck to go me. back and do it. oh you know what? God. It's okay, though, because we've got the backup going. Oh,
3: yeah, that's right. That's right. Let me hit record we- now, and then I'll just switch yes. it over. Mm-hmm. He's a fine motherfucker. Won't you back that ass up?
0: <laughs> well, I the do roof, have the roof, a, a the roof lot is back fire. there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I keep shaking my thing, which is my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of junk in that trunk. It clangs when I walk. I'm kidding. That's not true. Okay. This show is brought to you by Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Sweet Media programs.
3: Loading Sweet Preview Program for The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast.
0: It's a right way, but I didn't understand why she did it
1: because that's never stopped her before.
3: Just <laughs> <laughs> like comes
2: in
1: like a bullet in a china shot. Hello everyone. <laughs> Stop your war. I'm here. <laughs> I have a problem. I need help. So forget your problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me. Thanks.
3: My name's Captain Catherine G.
1: <laughs> USS <laughs> USS Voyager problem solver
0: <laughs> <laughs> and problem creator.
3: <laughs> Loading hollow preview program for the Vedic Assembly, a Deep Space Nine podcast.
0: Okay, now I have a theory about this. Mm-hmm. In, just,
1: this episode is called Investigations. Yes.
0: Yes. Just, just bear no, with me.
1: Indiscretions. Uh, Sorry, that was indiscretions. Apple. Yes. Yeah.
0: Here's why. I think he didn't kill Zial. It had nothing to do with him actually loving her. I don't think he is capable mm. of love. It has everything to do with him wanting to get in Kira's pants.
3: Loading Sweet preview program for The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast.
1: We've talked previously about Gratuitous, yeah, you know, just showing off Jolene Blalock's bits and pieces, really, for no reason. That is one of them, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm a male, so that stuff is at least at this time was mostly targeted at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say that she has not got an incredible physique because she she does, obviously she does. But yeah. whenever I see those moments now, I just think, God, oh, so unnecessary, and I feel bad for Jolene. You know, like, did she get a choice? Did she mind? If she didn't mind, then I guess who cares? But that was really revealing. That shot through the sheet, it just seemed unnecessary. You didn't need that.